Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley, and... Well, we got a lot to get to. All right. We, we we got a great report from the National Association of Realtors looking at existing home sales, which unfortunately disappointed. It was supposed to be a positive number for the first time in a year, uh, and it was down, uh, unfortunately. So that was 12 straight months of month-over-month declines for total existing home sales, but it was kind of a mixed report. Uh, we got some regions doing better than you would think uh others not uh and median home price this could be the last report that we see a positive number year over year ending an over 10 year streak which most likely will not happen again so we're going to get into that uh we're also going to talk about a new report from core logic looking at single family rent growth that is slowing and then of course uh housing inventory we got a new report from altos research that's surprising as well inventory levels not climbing like you would have thought and most would have thought a lot of the doom and gloomers out there who are projecting this you know crash of home prices um yeah not going to happen with inventory levels <laughs> continuing to fall. So let's start with existing home sales. This is for January. So start out the new year 2023. It was supposed to be a positive number. Economists were projecting a 2% increase month over month, and it was not to be. Existing home sales fell 0.7% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 4 million flat. So we're 4 million to start 2023. The good news, this was a much smaller drop than what we saw in December when home sales fell 2.2%. So much lower, but we were hoping to get that positive number. And a you know, 2% increase is pretty good. Uh, existing home sales are now down a whopping 36.9%. And I do believe that's a 10-year low. So the annual rate of 4 million puts us at a 10 year low. And as I mentioned, the regions are divided. You know, for the longest time, you know, probably for about seven months, we have seen just across the board, every region, maybe every once in a while, like the Midwest or the South would have a positive month, but everyone was pretty much in sync on this. They were, they were all falling every single month. This was a very divided report. Uh, Not surprisingly, the South (laughs) starts the new year with the most activity by far, thanks to a 1.1% increase from December to an annual rate of 1.82 million. And for those keeping track at home, if you want to do the math real quick, that is 46% of all activity in the country. So that's happening in the South. So 40, that means the other 
54% is being split by the other three regions. And that's, I think that's actually a little bit lower than where it was. I think it was over 50 for the last couple of months. Uh, so a little slowing in the South, even though we did get a 1.1% increase uh, month over month. The Midwest took the number two spot, even though they fell, they had the biggest drop, 5%. 5% drop month over month. They're at an annual rate of 960,000. So the South, not only the top spot by far, once again, they're the only ones over a million. I mean, they're, they're, they're closer to 2 million than they are to 1 million, and no one else is over a million. Uh, the Midwest is about half, a little bit more than half, of where they are at 960,000. The West actually was up 2.9% to start the year. Uh, They're at 727,000. And the Northeast, oh man, just continues. Bad news for the Northeast, was down to 500,000 after a 3.8% month over month drop. Now, obviously this slowing activity mostly being caused by demand. We'll we'll get to inventory in a second, but it's mostly being caused by demand, which is going to slow the home price growth that we have seen, as I mentioned, for over 10 years. Uh, In fact, this is probably the last report that we're going to see year over year home price appreciation because it has now fallen to just one 0.3%. It's now the median existing home price is at 359,000 in January. Like I said, that's, that's barely up Uh, 1.3%. It marks the 131st consecutive month of year over year increases. The longest streak on record. I can't imagine it's ever going to be broken. I I, Probably not in our lifetimes. It's what something's going to happen or something really bad is going to happen for that to take place. Uh, And here's what's interesting. The West was the first region to report a year over year negative number with the median price falling 4.6% from one year ago to only $525,200. And the South still seeing the most appreciation of all the four regions with a positive number up 3.4% to $332,500. So yeah, more than likely the next report is going to show a negative number. Just going off what is, I mean, we did see an uptick in January, so maybe I could be wrong on this. Maybe we could get a stay of execution on this and, and maybe February will will be positive enough because we did see some you know positive activity at the beginning of the month to keep it from happening. But if I could put money on it, I would say that we're probably going to get our first negative number year over year uh, in over 10 years. So inventory mentioned inventory. We're also going to talk about Altos's numbers a little later here in the podcast, total housing inventory, according to the national association of realtors registered at the end of January was at 980,000 units. That is up 2.1% from December, so a little uptick, and is up 15.3% from where we were a year ago. But remember, a year ago, we were bad with regards to inventory. It was bad. Uh, Unsold inventory sits at a 2.9-month supply at the current sales pace 
unchanged from December, but up from 1.6 months in January. And here's what's important about that, because a lot of people look through that number around the uh, 2.9 months and go, oh, look how much higher we are from 1.6. The only reason that number looks better is because demand has fallen so much. And so the fact that we are now at like a 10-year low with regards to existing home sales, that's why that number is as high because inventory is still under a million. The National Association of Realtors, I think, likes to see that number at about one and a half, between one and a half and two. And so we are well below where we should be. If we were at a more normalized rate of sale or rate of sales, whatever you call it, <laughs> sales, plural, whatever it is, that number would be similar to where we were in January. I mean, inventory levels have just not risen to the level that everyone thought. And I think a lot of it had to do with just sort of this, you know, 2008 still in our heads. And when home prices fall, you think everyone's going to sell their house, but really that doesn't make any sense, right? Because why would you sell when home prices are, are, are falling? You sell when home prices are, are increasing. And the reason that people wanted to sell last time, or they had to leave because they you know, were being foreclosed on was because of all the adjustment, all, all the um, adjusting rates. We don't have that now. So all, you know, home prices falling. Sure. That sucks, right? Like no one wants to, to be in a house where you have either no equity or negative equity, but you had to know that. I mean, home prices are still up. I mean, I think they're down, I think according to this, about 10% from the peak. I mean, we've seen anywhere from three to 15%, depending on where you are. But the reality is, unless you bought you know, six months ago, when I think prices peaked, you're probably still sitting on some equity. And so you're not going to walk away from that. And if you did buy within the last six months, you had to think that this was going to happen. I mean, everyone was saying, okay, we're already seeing home prices start to fall. So you had to know that there was going to be some negative movement in prices. And so there was a piece by Ben Carlson this weekend um, over at his Common Sense blog in which he was making this argument. He goes, I don't think people are understanding how much sub 3% rates how much of a stimulus that is for this current economy and future economies and that people have more spending power, the people who are able to lock in their housing costs at a historic moment, they are gonna be in a very positive position for a good amount of time, but it's also gonna act as a disincentive for them to wanna leave that position and go buy that other house at the much higher rate at the much higher price. And so it's it's kind of good and kind of bad. And the, the, the bad is that it's going to continue to depress inventory levels. Sure, we're seeing some big inventory moves and boom places like Phoenix, Las Vegas, um, even I think Raleigh uh, or Charlotte. It was, it was one of the, the cities we've seen an uptick in inventory. But overall, no. And the fact that we are seeing huge upticks and especially places like Austin, Phoenix, um, Las Vegas, the fact that we're seeing big jumps there. I mean, I'm talking you know, well into the well into the double digits, maybe even triple digit increases year over year. 
the fact that they're seeing so much inventory and the national number is still so bad in comparison to a regular number shows you how depleted regular markets are. Places like Wilmington, <laughs> where I broadcast out of. Uh, so the inventory level is is an important one to keep an eye on. Uh, properties typically remained on market for about 33 days. That is up from 26 days in December and up from 19 days in January. Once again, less demand. You're going to see less movement when it comes to home. Lawrence Young, chief economist for the National Association of Realtors, had some good news for the housing sector saying, quote, home sales are bottoming out. Prices vary depending on markets affordability with lower priced regions witnessing modest growth and more expensive regions experiencing declines. And that's why San Francisco is kind of leading the pack on those negative numbers. But the reality is it was not a great report. It was a mixed report. But, you know, those inventory levels got to get up. There's no doubt. I'm, I'm very interested to see February's report because we had such a, you know, a good ending of January, start of February. And now things, I think, um, they're still better. But I think as rates have risen this month that we have seen cooler behavior. Not as cool as it was in December and early January, uh, but a little bit cooler. So I'm very interested to see where February's report is going to be. And real quick, before we get into the rent, let's just talk about Altos's data that we got on Monday, because I think this is important. So Altos, they're looking at weekly data. So that you know, the, the National Association of Realtors looking at monthly data, looking at January. Altos, once again, surprising. They have inventory levels. The available inventory of single family homes for sale in the US fell by 1.5%. That was after the big 3% decrease that we saw, like I said, last week. So they now have inventory levels at 436,000. Now, of course, they're just looking at single family homes versus National Association of Realtors, which is looking at um, all homes. So that's why the discrepancy between the 436 and the, the 980 number from the National Association of Realtors, this is down 11% from the start of the year. That's big. I mean, because once again, we didn't exactly start the year on a tr tremendous footing. Like we were already depressed and now we've fallen 11%. What's causing this? Well, once again, it, it, it's not. Well, we know what's causing it. It's, it's people not listing their homes, not wanting to sell construction. We're, we're seeing good activity finally from them, but it's people not listing homes. For example, there were only 55,000 thousand single family homes newly listed for sale this week. That is 24% fewer than last time. So last time everyone was listing, I won't say everyone inventory was still bad, but a lot of people were listing and they were being sold. The housing market was hot. That's, a, that's what was happening. Now housing markets cooled off. No one's listing. So sure. Buyers have fallen. There's no doubt about that. Demand is depressed. But we haven't seen this flood of inventory happen where it's almost like at the exact same time, you know, the hot housing market, we had a ton of buyers, ton of listings, but because there were so many buyers, the inventory levels fell. Now we're in a completely different situation where the buyers have fallen off, 
but so is the inventory and so have the listings. So our inventory levels have not significantly increased and in some cases down. I mean, we're down 11% from the start of this year. It's just, it's crazy. It is, it's nuts. We are, we, our inventory levels are way under what they need to be for a regular housing market. And that's what has a lot of economists worried is that we kind of saw a little bit of a glimpse of it when, you know, rates kind of fell at the, the end of last month, beginning of this month. And it created this situation where you could see a little bit of a heat up and there wasn't the inventory <laughs> to deal with the people that wanted to buy. And I don't know how you saw, well, we know how you solve it. You build more homes. It's, it's that simple. You build more homes. There's actually a good piece in the New York times about how we got to get rid of some of these, these zoning laws. Uh, they were talking obviously about the suburbs of New York. We got to get rid of these zoning laws because we can't build. We can't build in places where people want to buy because, because th- these HOAs, these city councils, these County commissions are making it so difficult. And you're starting to see some bipartisan support built. And I'm very excited about that. It's not just, I mean, you're going to find NIMBYs on both sides, which is kind of crazy too. You got, you got, you got liberal NIMBYs, you got conservative NIMBYs and you got conservative YIMBYs and liberal YIMBYs. YIMBYs. Yes. Yes. In my backyard. Uh, real quick here, speaking of Altos, prices increased slightly, 419,900. Yeah, of course, you know, supply falls, demand remains somewhat constant. Prices are going to go up. Uh, that is up slightly from last week and is now up 4% for the year. So inventory is down 11%. Prices are up 4%, according to Altos Research. Currently, 31.3% of the homes on the market across the U.S. have taken a price cut. That was almost a full percentage point down from last week. I'm sorry, it was over. No, no, almost 32.2% last week. (laughs) Trying to do the math on the fly there. But this is down significantly from the 38% at the start of the year. And I think at one point we were in the 40s at the peak. So not seeing as many price cuts. Because why? There's no inventory. (laughs) You don't have to cut your price. There's no competition. Pending sales fell 6% to 55,000. Oddly enough, that's the exact same number for the amount of single family homes that were newly listed. However, like last week, we have 23% fewer homes under contract now than we did at the tail end of the pandemic buying frenzy last year. Mike Simonson, CEO of Altos, said to keep an eye on price reductions because that is a good meter for housing demand. So when there's demand, fewer price reductions, less demand, more price reductions. It's basically the argument that he makes. And so we'll keep an eye on Altos' data and what is happening with price reductions. Uh, before we go, I did want to jump into single family rents. Of course, rents, an important thing to look at because as everyone knows, I think it was Robert Schiller. That's what it was. Robert Schiller famously said in the lead up to 2008, that rents don't support values. And everyone laughed at him. <laughs> and of course he was right. But it's a good metric to see what's happening with rental markets. That's why it was so funny when everyone was saying the housing market was going to crash. And I was looking at the rental markets and you were seeing, you know, double digit year over year appreciation. And you're like, no, there's no way. Like that's proof right there <laughs> that the housing market, yes, it's overheated, 
but it's it's not in reaction to the market where rents support values and then some. And so what we're seeing in the rental markets is slowing, very similar to what we're seeing in the housing market. Rent growth for single family rentals slowed for the eighth straight month to close out 2022. This according to CoreLogic single family rent index. U.S. single-family rental price growth rose by 6.4% year-over-year. That is down over one full percentage point. It was at 7.5% in November and is now more than half, or has fallen by more than half, uh, from the record high that we reported last April when it was at 14%. This is the lowest reading since June of 2021 when rents were up 5.3% year over year and unfortunately the lowest is still the highest meaning that the lower price tier is still seeing the most rent appreciation despite an almost full percentage point drop from november's the lower price tier was up 9.2 percent so it's under double digits but it's still up 9.2 percent lower middle was up 7.2 higher middle up 6.3 and the higher priced only up 5.1. All those categories are well under where they were last year. So December 2021, when things were pretty hot. Um, And speaking of things that are hot, Florida is still pretty hot. Not temperature-wise, even though it's hotter than where probably most of us are. Florida held on to the top two spots as every major metro area saw a slowdown in rent growth Orlando held on to the top spot with the only area still seeing double digit year over year appreciation at 10.8%. I remember at one point I was looking at the chart because they had um, where we were last year. And I think it was Miami or Tampa somewhere was up like 34% year over year. And everything else was up like 15, 10, 12. Now Orlando is the only area up 10.8%. Miami barely missed double digits at 9.9%. Boston up 9%. And St. Louis and Atlanta were both up 7.5%. Molly Bozel, principal economist at CoreLogic, noted that even though price growth is slowing precipitously, prices are still well below or well above their pre-pandemic levels. She says, quote, rental price gains began increasing near the end of 2020 and have now risen by about an average of $300 in these past two years. Annual single family rent growth is projected to slow throughout 2023, but it will likely not decline by enough to wipe out the gains from the past two years. Very similar to housing, no doubt, except it's not even close. Like there's there's no one projecting that any market is going to wipe out their pandemic gains. I don't know, maybe San Francisco. (laughs) Maybe that might happen. We will see. All right, that's it. We are done for the, well, I guess we should talk about what's going to be happening. Um, Well, I don't think anything really going on today, is there? I think we have, we got mortgage demand from the Mortgage Bankers Association. So look out for that. And then we got, FOMC minutes. Yeah, whatever. 
<laughs> I remember once someone asking, do we even need to look at these anymore? Uh, and then Thursday, we got jobless claims and mortgage. It's like, oh, this is a bad week. And then Friday's the big day. We got the PCE. We got new home sales. Obviously, with PCE, we get the price index and, of course, personal spending and income. So Friday's actually the big day this week. So, but that's, we, we won't be talking about that on Friday's podcast because that's not how this works. <laughs> so we'll be talking about that on Monday's podcast. But you guys, enjoy your Wednesday. I will talk to you tomorrow morning. Yes, I will be doing a Thursday morning live show on Twitter. I guess we'll talk jobless claims. I guess. Talk about what's going on with the markets. Some fun stuff. I like, you know, like doing the live shows every once in a while. So I'll talk to you tomorrow morning live on Twitter. You guys enjoy your Wednesday. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.